0: UCB Life Issues with Paul Hammond And a very warm welcome to this week's Life Issues. Now if you look up verses and sentiments in the Bible about being a people pleaser it's fair to say that it doesn't get the best press. kind of gets ranked alongside insincerity and hypocrisy. In some ways, it's the very antithesis of what it means to please and serve God. In fact, the Bible talks about people pleasers as something that is a snare to trap the unwary into behaviours that are at odds with God's will and a pathway into falsehood and ear tickling, which I always thought was a great phrase when I read it in the Bible. Yet we live in a world that seems to be all about pleasing and impressing others. Getting likes is a way of life for some, the oxygen that fuels their self-esteem and sense of value. And doesn't the Bible say we should please others, that we should live at peace with others, that we should turn the other cheek, that we should be kind, that we should make people happy? Although I'm not actually sure that I could find a verse that specifically supports that last idea. So what does it mean to be a people pleaser? Why is it such a negative thing? What does it do to us when we are driven by that impulse? And what is the difference between being a people pleaser and having a servant heart? Well, my guests today to talk about this are Andy and Kath Taylor. They are the UK and Ireland Directors of LL. They are also the leaders of LL Grange. And Andy is the Deputy International Director at LL.org. Guys, welcome to Life Issues.
1: Hello. Thank you. Great to be with you. Thanks for having us.
0: Let's, Let's start then at that key, what I think is maybe the key question, because what is the difference between being a people pleaser and having a servant heart, being a peacemaker, or even just being kind? That is a
2: great question, Paul. Um, The million-dollar question. Um, I guess it's tricky to work out on one level because the thing itself that you're doing could look the same, right? You could do something nice for somebody, like if I was really feeling particularly generous i might wash your car i mean it's unlikely that'll happen but i might well decide one day i'll wash paul's car cuz it looks really dirty or whatever and i could do that genuinely because i want to serve you and i want to bless you or i could do that because i just am desperate for someone to be pleased with me and to you know give me some some plaudits and some attention and all of that kind of stuff. So the thing itself that we do can look the same. So it, it to me it comes down to more of the heart issue, like what's really going on in the heart.
1: Yeah, I think for me it comes down to what's driving the the desire to people please or to keep people happy. And um, I think you know if I, I look at my own life, often it is it deeper. There's a deeper insecurity. There's a deeper Need, there's a driving force within that's trying to maybe earn something or is maybe a little afraid um, of upsetting people. Um, so it's, I think, once you start to look at it and once you start to look at why you people please, there can be quite a, a depth underneath it.
0: Is, would it be, and this is perhaps a little simplistic, but would it be fair to say that on the one hand, you've got that sort of servant heart comes from a position of confidence and strength and from a position of understanding yourself looks to bless others, the people pleaser is perhaps desperate to find approval, and it's actually coming from a position where the foundation is weak.
1: Yeah, I, I would say so. I, I think it comes, it comes very much from those insecure, deeper places of our heart, maybe where there hasn't been... Um, our value or our worth put in inside, or we um, just aren't sure of who we are. So we've, we're trying to we're trying to keep in people's good books because because we want to feel good about ourselves, and that that's a way of validating who we are.
2: Yeah, we can learn we can learn how to read people. You know, so you can see what they need. You can see how to make them happy, how to how to make them pleased with you, whether that's in just simply agreeing with their point of view or uh, serving, like we've talked about before, I think these are the sort of things, these are the challenges, aren't they, Um, in this whole area, for sure.
0: Well, we'll we'll come back to that and explore it a little bit more depth, perhaps, as we go through the programme. But it's probably appropriate that we take a moment to, to just put you in context of how your thinking around this relates to what you do at LL. LL Grange has been going for a few years now. LL.org, as I said, is the website if you want to have a look. Just just unpack for us a little bit of what the the ministry, the work that you do is all about.
2: Sure, yeah. It's um, it's actually coming up to its 36th year um, this October. And, um, yeah, it's a ministry that really just believes that God – is alive and well and able to change lives. And that many of us, when we come to the Lord, when we become a Christian, um, all of our issues don't just disappear. We we continue to struggle with anxiety issues or um, addiction issues. Um, things that have happened in the past, they continue to kind of affect the way we live today. And so our centers that we have are all around the world now are places that people can come to really just do business with God about those things and, and to start to talk about those things. Often we try and hide them away. We're, we, I mean, actually it's part of people pleasing. We try and pretend that we've got it all worked out and we're, and we're all together and we look around at people maybe in our church and we think, well, they all look like they've got it all together and if they only knew what was really going on inside of me, they'd probably kick me out, you know? And, and so these centers are just places that people can come be honest Um, We do a lot of teaching, Bible-based teaching, um, about the way that these things of our life can impact us and the fact that God is a healing God, that he can restore and make new. So that's really what we're passionate about, as well as helping to train people in the churches so they can minister to people
0: themselves. And would it be fair to describe what you do, Kath, as counselling, as as therapy, as a sort of spiritual enhancement of addressing those... Insecurities that that people often think, oh, well, I'll have some CBT for that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, do you know? I mean, the the very core of LL, we are very passionate about. This has to be a work of the Holy Spirit. So we do. Um, we talk with people. People come and they share. Their lives. We we want it to be a safe, welcoming place. Where very important to us that it's prayer filled. So often people say when they come through the doors that they feel at home. Um, I don't think that's just because it's homely. I think it's because it's a sense of the Lord's presence. That's what our real prayer is as a team. And then it's a safe place where with. Um, some of our ministry team, who are trained and very highly confidential, you can unpack some of the things in your life. You can talk about some of the traumas or the things that have happened, the painful things, um, you know. And there's a safe place to really look at that, but with the Lord. So we might talk about char- things that happened in the chat in our childhood, not quite in the same way as maybe therapy just because it is so prayer-filled and we are saying, we're putting it, somebody's putting it out there to the prayer ministry team, but really to the Lord and saying, Lord, now would you come into these places and bring your healing? Mm. Maybe where there's been traumas or there's been a lot of pain or hurt, or we use the word lack a lot, (laughs) um, meaning that people have just got gaps and voids in their lives of love and nurture and knowing who they are. And, That's not something that, however lovely we are as a team, we can fill. But we do believe the Lord and we do see the Lord bring his healing Mm. into those places.
0: And, of course, it is areas of lack like that that can feed into core values, Andy, that make us into, well, we can carry a whole load of things, can't we, as a consequence, but... Being a people pleaser, feeling that we need to get our approval from, getting every word right and every action right, always being there to to keep people happy, um, those are the very sort of things that can build that sort of false foundation, an insecure foundation in our lives. Yeah,
2: absolutely. I mean, we we see in our in all of our lives, we know that we have these very deep, deeply held beliefs and that might not always match up with what God says, but it feels very true to us. So we often, as Christians, we often have this conflict, like we know what the Bible says, we know what we heard in the sermon on Sunday, that God loves us, you know, as this beautiful, unconditional, passionate love from God towards mm-hmm. us. But it, it goes kind of into our ear and into our brain and it starts to sink a bit deeper and it clashes then with a deeper belief that says, well, no, I have to earn love Mm. you know love is conditional maybe maybe that's the environment we grew up in where i was loved if and so there's a deeper belief in us now as long as that belief is in place in our heart that makes it very difficult for us in our relationship with the lord you know so and like you say that then can lead us towards this people pleasing thing where we're now striving and trying to earn which is the driving force for the behavior so it's 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 allowing that. I mean, the, the brilliant news, the great news of the gospel is is much bigger than the fact that Jesus saved us, which is amazing in itself, but also that he came to give us abundant life now, that he can bring freedom into our life now. So, you know, the hope of the message, even that we're talking about today, is that even if we are a bit of a people pleaser and there are reasons why, which I guess we'll unpack a little mm-hmm. bit as we talk through, that there is an answer to that. There is th- that the Lord can restore those deeper places and make those new so that we we can enter a new way of freedom that we could learn to maybe even say no to stuff we could learn how to express our own opinion. Um, So yeah, beliefs are powerful for sure.
0: You're listening to UCB Life Issues. I'm Paul Hammond. My guests this week are Andy and Kath Taylor. They're from LL Grange. LL.org is the website. They're the UK and Ireland directors of LL, as well as running and leading LL Grange. And as you heard there, some of the the point of what they do is to try and help people identify what's going on in their heart, in their mind, in their life experience, and that leads them into places of perhaps negative behaviours, perhaps even destructive behaviours. One of the big problems has to be, though, doesn't it, that we don't always realise, as we're talking about people-pleasing today, we don't always realise we are doing it because the behaviour of people-pleasing and being a servant can appear very similar, like you said, Andy. We we don't always realise it's one or the other. And often in church... People will reinforce the behaviour because brilliant. You're willing to step forward. The pastor loves you. You'll do the job. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's right. I think people really. I think I would. I like it when people people please me. I like it when people you know do what <laughs> I agree. What with I want. Yeah, I like it when Andy's people pleasing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't happen very often. <laughs> but but the reality is is i think it's what you just said really it's it's coming to this place of freedom that we can be free to be who god made us to be and in the same way that god gave us a free will and he gives us freedom to be with him there should be that freedom in relationships and and i think it is a tricky thing to work out sometimes and we can, if we analyze it too much, we can definitely get lost in, mm. am I people pleasing? Am I doing this out of pure love? Am I is this driven by fear? Is this driven by earning? Is this driven by the Holy Spirit? And we can get confused. I, I think for me, at the end of the day, as I've walked through this, it's coming to a place of peace and saying, Lord, just help me see it, even with hindsight, when I'm when I'm doing it wrongly.
0: Mm. But how Okay, I, I take your point there, and, and absolutely, I, I agree with you that the best way to identify things that are are stumbling blocks for us in our life is to ask God to illuminate those things, absolutely. But there, there has to be, perhaps not just in ourselves, but perhaps there has to be an ability for us to recognise behaviours in others. So how do we identify? I mean, what does people-pleasing look like what identifies it as that rather than the more positive um, behaviors yeah i i
2: I think that there will be there's definitely fruit that you'll see from from people pleasing in in an unhealthy way not 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 the servant-hearted stuff that we that we aspire to that kind of other person centeredness selflessness um, but when it's actually a people-pleasing thing, I think there will be fruit that we could begin to identify. And I think maybe it will be things like, if I said no to this, how would I feel? Like, would I be afraid of the reaction? Um, would I feel wrapped with guilt that I said no? I think I think there'll be things like, somehow with people-pleasing, it's like we, loo- we do lose something of ourselves, like we lose our own opinion, um, our own... Uh, ability to say what we feel about stuff. Um,
1: I think tiptoeing around people. You know, I think we can all relate to that feeling where there's just a person that you have to tiptoe around, don't you think? Yeah. And you have to. You just know subconsciously that there's a there's a lack of freedom in being yourself, um, or maybe you don't quite show, share your opinion or your voice. You, you just read, you're trying to read what somebody wants or expects from you. Yeah, or, the,
2: or the, just simply that you always back down, like you never, ever stand up. You mm. always back down, you always agree, you always say yes. And and that isn't healthy, you know. I mean, there, there are, with all of us, even in, I mean, the Bible's full of the need for us all to be in unity with one another, preferring one another, all that stuff. But that doesn't mean we always agree. It's what we do when we disagree that that's talking about, really, <laughs> is easy we we'll all agree, but not so not so easy when we don't
0: and is there a an element of this because I suppose it's easy to assume that the person who is a people pleaser that they are people pleasing because of weakness within them that, that we can assume that there's probably a degree of truth to that, but I wonder if that is always the case, is it also sometimes about that we are almost driven to it because people in authority or people who are, are of a stronger character or personality than us, actually, they push us towards it because they are not open to the fact that they are being overly dominant in a, a relationship mm. or a situation, especially perhaps in a workplace.
1: Yeah. I guess the, the point with that, though, then is still comes back to us of do we, God made us, who he made us, I and mean, there should be that freedom to still be able to stand up and to speak truth and to to push back, in a sense, even if they are in, in authority over us.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but that, you see, that, that's okay, but that's, on one level, I'm not being dismissive of it at all, but on one level, that's easy to say. But if you have a person in your your, your sphere, and whether it be a workplace, and all right, maybe there are protections in that, but maybe in a domestic situation or a family situation, and if you push back, actually what you get is them in your face shouting and swearing at you and being aggressive or even resorting to physical violence. Um, Actually, being a people pleaser, I mean, does it become... A thing of self-preservation, sometimes.
1: Yeah, might do. Might Absolutely, well
0: do. a lot of people will be in that situation
2: where it's just a very, very. There's a much bigger picture going on, isn't there? Like it, this is where talking about a topic like this is quite difficult in some ways because you you take you tackle it on one level, but there's always a deeper level. So, for a lot of people that we're talking, with we, a lot of what we're talking about is for the sort of everyday life stuff. But there are going to be people yeah. who are in domestic violence situations or. There are very aggressive, domineering people that are that are literally like you're saying. It's it's a matter of almost life and death of how you respond. So that's a much bigger issue of how can we help. I mean, they'll have their own stuff that they've got to deal with in
0: that, of course. But how can we help them more effectively? Yeah. Um, because whilst it might be understandable then that a person is drawn towards that pattern of behaviour. The, the negative constrictions of it, Kath, still apply. And we know that lack of freedom is still having a negative impact on that person's life, as well as the dominance that's having a negative impact on them.
1: Yes, yeah, for sure. Definitely. I absolutely think that we should look at this issue with compassion because I think the Lord looks on us. Wherever we are on the scale of why we're people pleasing, you know, whether it is a real life or in death situation and, and you can or whether it's in just regular relationships. This isn't a case that this is wrong and bad and we should just chop it off and we should just stop. I think the Lord in everything that we struggle with, this is something that we're very passionate at about is the Lord's heart and how he looks at the things that we struggle with with real compassion and care. And um, so I think wherever we are on the scale, we, we need that compassion on ourselves, not just to think, I'm just gonna stop doing this and this is bad and this is making God cross or angry, but Lord, will you help me with this? Yeah,
2: and thank you for understanding, Lord. I mean, mm. his compassion is so great, isn't it? That these, these kind of things that we would talk about and say, well, we, we shouldn't be this way, we automatically feel like we're bad. Mm. And then we, and then on top of the feeling that we're already a terrible person, now we've piled a whole load of, of guilt as well. <laughs> Whereas the Lord's just kind of saying, just come, come to me, you know. Uh, and and I think if we were to look into His eyes, in those moments, we wouldn't see you bad, bad person. You'd see compassion and care, mm-hmm. and let me help you out of this
0: quagmire that you've got into and in some ways that's why we talk about this to identify either in ourselves or in others not to condemn but to actually be able to say look we we all need to address these things so that we can grow it's about a positive development not a negative Condemnation. Again, it's a bit like the difference between people pleasing and having a servant heart. One is a thing of positive and of strength and of growth, the other mm. is negative and, and destructive. And understanding the way to respond to those is just as important. So what do we think is the impact if we fall into a, a habit or a philosophy or a pattern of of being someone who is first and foremost, out to please others, who is who's driven by a desire to keep those around us happy, whether they expect that or not, whether it's external impetus or whether it's an internal driver that takes to that point. What is the impact of that on, well, let, let's start with our relationship with God first, because what does it do about our understanding and our relationship with God when we are driven by that sort of motivation?
1: Well, I think if we're not careful, we can end up in a situation where we're almost, sounds strange, but people pleasing God. We're, we're doing the same thing. We're tiptoeing around God. We're trying to keep him happy. If we've got into a habit of doing that very much in our lives, then it's just a natural thing, something that we're not even aware that we're doing it. But we're treating God like he's, he's somebody that we've got to stay in the good books with which obviously there's, there's an element of fear of God and all of that, but he does want relationship with us and he does want us to come as we are. And obviously we move on from that and we we put things right in our lives and we seek to grow with him. But that initial coming to him with our struggles, we have to come as we are. So I think I think when it's become a habit, it can become a habit with God as well.
2: I think we when we look at people pleasing, I, I think there are... A couple of key there's a couple of key reasons why I mean this isn't an exhaustive list, but I think one big driving force is fear. So we're afraid of maybe through life experiences we're afraid that if we don't keep people happy they'll react right We were just talking about that and we don't want that reaction. So maybe we expressed our opinion before and we got absolutely blasted for it. Or we said no to somebody before we got absolutely you know punished for that so we very quickly learn right okay well fear is now driving me to agree to do what you want to to keep you happy and the other area we would say is probably lack what we've missed that we're trying to fill through the approval of others and i think while those two things exist while that fear and that lack exist whether it's one or the other or both or whatever that that can easily be projected onto God. So I'm afraid that if I don't do what God says, that he's going to beat me, that he's harsh, that he's abrupt, that he's, you know, he's just waiting there with a big stick waiting to whack me when I get it wrong. So I'm now terrified. You know, I've taken the fear of the Lord to a whole other level here where it's not supposed to go, where I'm literally terrified of doing something wrong, or I'm striving with God to say, can't you see I'm working, I'm working, I'm working so that, will gain that approval from God. So I think it absolutely will impinge on our relationship with him, which must be a big deal for him too, you know, as our Heavenly Father.
0: Yeah, because it is fair to say, I mean, you know, the three of us have knocked around the church for more than a couple of weeks. It's fair to say that there are some very easily identifiable theologies and philosophies within church denominations and church groups that fundamentally play on the work hard and please God or please God, because otherwise he's going to hit you with a big stick. You know, that that fear and and earn approval, motivation, it's, it's in a lot of theology, isn't it?
1: Yeah. yeah. So if you've grown up in an environment where your whole understanding of authority or parenting, so we talk about God being the father, if that's been your experience, it's just so easy to project that onto God. It's not necessarily something that you are even aware that you're doing but that tiptoeing around that i've got to keep god happy i've got to you know present in my best sunday dress to him with you know we just do it and and so much of what holds us back in our relationship with god is that wrong perception of of him
0: Uh, the flip side of that though andy is that you know, there is a responsibility on us to give ourselves to serve God and give ourselves to follow his ways and to pursue holiness. And all of that's there as well, isn't it?
2: Absolutely. And you can bring out dozens of scriptures about those things, you know, about laying your life down, no longer I that live, but you that live through me and, you know, preferring one another. All these scriptures can be used. And this is where, again, it comes down to the heart. And this is where we need the Lord's help because it I want you know, we want to be a people that absolutely do whatever the Lord's asking us to do and calling us to do and, we, and and to do it wholeheartedly, not out of a place of fear and not out of a place of I just want to be accepted by God, but really as my offering of worship to him, that I know this is gonna delight him, that I that I know he's given me free will, and I'm I'm willfully using that to bless my king, you know, to to honour. My God. So that's what we need to get to. So it it is a case of, I guess, that honesty of, Lord, show me my heart here. Mm. Am I I afraid of you? Have I got a wrong picture of you? Am I projecting onto you because of things that have happened
0: in my past that I need help for? And I suppose that when we do that, one of the things it does is create an imbalance in the relationship, an imbalance in our understanding of God's love and grace and call to our lives. And it's exactly the same with relationships around us. If we are presenting ourselves in a never confronting, never challenging, never saying our own way, but always just being a people pleaser in a relationship, it's going to create an imbalance. And that's that's a negative thing, Kat.
1: Yeah, because again, we want to be free to be our true self. And as soon as we have to present ourselves or are afraid to be ourselves, then then we're struggling, aren't we? Where the relationships not free? It's not how God intended relationships it's, to. Live. It's not
0: genuine either, is it? And and if you haven't got a genuine relationship, then that's going to have an impact on. Not just how you think about yourself, but it's having an impact on how other people are thinking about you. It's it, you are you're creating obstacles for your life all the time. You're living like that, aren't you?
1: Yeah, yeah, and that just and that limits everything, doesn't it? It limits your relationships. It limits your life. And I think one of the real fruits of people pleasing is that it's exhausting. I, I would say that that you know uh, again, it's that burden of just always having to preempt your, you're having to think how you can diffuse situations. You're thinking, you're trying to read a room or trying to read people's expectations. You're, you're just, there's such a, when we're free to be ourselves, how God made us, even with our weaknesses and our mess and our, our bits that aren't quite healed, at least we're still free and there's a freedom and a peace. And um, I think sometimes we're people-pleasing, looking for peace, but it isn't real peace. Mm. It, it's peace in the situation or a temporary peace. And I think that's why I feel passionate about it, that it's something that the Lord wants to get to, so we can know real peace, even if in the situation there isn't peace. <laughs> we're yeah. not in everybody's yeah.
0: good book. Uh, because it's it's almost like a, a paranoia, isn't it? Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, it, it is, because even if... The person standing in front of you really wants you to say what you think, speak your mind, be the person you are, be free in God. If you are driven with this feeling that you have to continually earn approval, then you're you're making all sorts of negative and inaccurate assumptions about the people that are around you. And as a consequence, you're damaging, again, it's... It's putting a stumbling block, like that phrase today, apparently, but it is putting a stumbling block in the, the pathway of the relationship.
1: Yeah, I just i was just going to say as well. In relationships, you, you know, you want relationships. You want a relationship with the real person. So if the if a person is even from the other perspective, you're reading everything I'm saying, or you're you're judging how I'm going to react. So then that's how you respond. There's just not that. That's not genuine. There's, not a, there's, there's nothing to build on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you do pick it up, don't you? I think we do know really inside when somebody isn't being genuine. It might be nice for a while, but we really do real relationships. You want the real person.
0: You're listening to UCB Life Issues. I'm Paul Hammond, my guest this week, exploring the idea around the well, the lack of authenticity and the, the struggle that can come to life if we find ourselves driven by whatever reason into a place of being a people pleaser, wanting to gain approval because we keep people happy, wanting to keep people happy by never expressing what we really feel. When we surrender or have removed from us the freedom to be the people God wants us to be. And so when we think of the fact that God wants us to be a people that are free, and he wants to provide that by maybe healing some of the root issues that that drive us to that place, or by liberating us from it, or just by letting us see that we're allowed to say our peace and and ask our questions and have our doubts even about our faith – When I discover that then, Andy, I mean, that's it. The gloves are off. I'll say whatever I want now and I don't care what you think because I'm not going to be a people pleaser. I'm just going to do it. That's not necessarily the right response, is it? probably not going to help
2: much, no. (laughs) Going from one extreme to the other is not the ideal world here. I mean, and this is, again, this is where we we need to be able to find our voice like for a, if we're trapped in this people pleasing cycle, then we've lost our voice a little bit. So it's important that we can find that voice, so that we can disagree if we disagree, we can say no if we need to say no. But we need to learn how to do that. I mean, with everything in our Christian walk, actually, with the character of Jesus displayed, right? So the fruits of the Holy Spirit are the are the character of Jesus being worked out in our life. That we don't self they're not self generated. By the way, these are. These are coming out from the work of God in us. So if we're gonna start saying no or if we're gonna disagree, the key, the key thing is that we do that with kindness, with understanding, with love. That it has the hallmark. I mean, Jesus didn't agree with everybody by a long stretch. You know, he was quite happy to speak his mind, but it always his character always came through in that. And that's our that's our goal really. That's easier said than done. I mean, let's be honest about it.
0: And it's not always easy to to see how to do that or to understand how to do that because very often, if we have been in a place where we have felt repressed, when we realise that and we feel liberated from that, we can we swing to the other extreme. <laughs> it's just like I'm set free now. I'm going to run yeah. riot. And and to find that sort of centre of the pendulum really mm. is. As much work as it is to, to find a path out of, of bondage.
1: Yeah. I think it's been, again, it's being kind to yourself and compassionate, gracious to yourself to realize that you, you're going to get it wrong. You're going to go to another extreme. You're going to, like you say, feel like, yeah, I can be free to, to be me. And now he is everything I think on everything. And <laughs> um, and that, like you're that's not that's another extreme. Um, but we're going to get it wrong. And and I think the Lord's heart is so much kinder and more gracious than mm-hmm. sometimes we project onto Him, and and just just drawing close to Him and saying, Lord, I got that wrong. Help me to learn. I think also having friends alongside that we can be honest with and say, look, this has been a struggle in my life. I'm realizing that I, you know that I do have a voice and I can speak. Will you will you help me? Will you guide me in this? Tell me when I'm getting it wrong. When I'm overstepping boundaries.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, let's be honest, even the Apostle Paul on occasion overstepped the boundaries. Anybody that could fall out with Barnabas, you know, obviously they had a couple of issues that were still running in their lives. So it it is, you said there, Andy, you know, it's about kindness, about reflecting the heart of Jesus. It's about um, ensuring that we are, I suppose, again, it's finding the right motivation, isn't it? Because if people-pleasing is a motivation of fear or approval, then standing up for ourselves but doing it in the right way it is about love and wanting the best for those that we are imparting to as well as ourselves
2: yeah absolutely and that is where the challenge comes and um and so we we do need help with that i mean clearly uh, like kath was saying we need other people that we can ask you know how is it okay the way i said that also prayer i mean we can't underestimate the power of prayer lord help me to say no or help me to express what i feel in a right way and the truth is i guess that as we start to do that i mean people like people pleasers for a reason people like people who agree with them for a reason and maybe when we start to say no to stuff because we just haven't maybe we just haven't got the right the resources to do something or maybe we're expressing an opinion that the other person doesn't actually agree with then that might not be well received might it i mean they might Get really annoyed with us? Well, you've never been like this before, and I've asked you to do so. You've always done stuff. What's going on with you, and why? You know, so it might go a bit pear shaped, to be honest. And we and we we I guess have to be ready for that as well. Mm. Like that, we can say, okay, Lord, <laughs> this might not go well, but I'm going to trust you anyway. I'm going to hope that you can show me the way forward uh, in these relationships.
0: So, as we come to the end of our time, I'd like to cycle back to something that. You said right at the beginning, we have alluded to it a couple of times along our journey, is this idea that the bondage, the restriction that perhaps manifests itself as being a people pleaser, it can manifest itself in other ways, that it comes from areas of lack within us. And that's not to condemn us because of the, that area of lack, but it's just to acknowledge the reality. There are, there are voids, there are holes, there are things missing, mm-hmm. there are things that have been damaged or hurt or, or scarred and so on. As we draw to a conclusion, unpack for us some of the principles in learning to identify those root issues and learning to deal with them
1: i think a good way to start is because a lot of these things will be subconscious and you'll it'll be behaviors that we won't even realize that we're doing so it's starting to say lord if this is an issue in my life help me to see where where i'm doing this help me to recognize it so you know the other day when do I ever say no to people do I um, am I able to have my voice and share my opinion and if not then just it's just drawing closer Lord and saying well Lord why would that be why would that be why and and often it won't be with well it could be with everybody that you people please but it could well be with just certain people that they maybe they remind you of somebody in your life or there's something about them or their personality that that you, you find yourself in a, in a more tense situation with them. You feel more tense around them. It acts so as just, a trigger. Yeah, yeah. So it's just saying, Lord, why would that be? And, and not just batting away if a, if a memory comes back to you, not just pushing it away and saying, oh, you know, we get very good at saying, well, that doesn't matter, or that was a long time ago, or, you know, mm-hmm. I'm sure that's all dealt with. But if we have a memory of something or we remember a certain person and how difficult it was in relationship with them, then just taking hold of that for a little bit and bringing it to the Lord. Or oh, is this an area that that maybe there's some wound in, some hurt, or maybe it was a trauma or maybe, maybe you know, as great as they were, they weren't able to to be what I was, was needed, if it was parents or people in authority in our lives.
2: I think as well... <laughs> It's funny, isn't it? Often as Christians, we just feel like the old, the the past is the past and we don't want to, we don't want to go there. We had someone just recently on an event with us who was very, very much in that frame of mind. Like, why do I need to look at stuff in the past? Clearly difficult things in his childhood and issues that had been before, but now I'm a Christian, right? So I don't, I shouldn't have to look at all Mm. that. And I guess one of the dangers of, of of like the healing ministry as such is that we can become a little obsessed with the past and we just stay in this kind of self-obsessed loop which isn't very healthy either but but also it's not very healthy just to kind of forget these things which are having an impact on my life today that's the key isn't it, it and, I, and I think that's I think the step is Lord I want, I want to be able to look at things if they're relevant for me to look at so I'm going to choose to be honest about how I'm feeling, for one. Like, I haven't got to be a super Christian that's got no issues, got no struggles, never do anything with the wrong motive, never admits anything to anybody in case they, you know, I'm going to be honest. And I, and I think that ability to be real about how we really feel and how the past has impacted us is a, is a big step, actually, to just even face some of that stuff, some of the more difficult things. I mean, we, we push things away for a reason. It's because they hurt. We don't want to feel that anymore, so we, we get good at blocking things off. Um, but while they're blocked off, unhealed, they can still impact us today. And that's where God's heart is saying, you know, come come closer. Let me let let me you know bring healing to that area of your life that you experienced that pain.
1: Yeah, and part of that healing journey would be needing to forgive the people that have been involved in that, you know, so if there was somebody who was very harsh with us or very crushing of us, of our voice or our, you know, in the present but also in the past, then it's a case of bringing that to the Lord and saying, Lord, I choose to forgive them yeah. um, and, and to release them, both those people, the people in the present but the people in the past as well, and and releasing them and choosing to forgive them is a powerful, powerful part. And then saying, Lord, would you come in when would you heal? my my spirit lord would you heal anything that's been broken and crushed inside any insecure places lord would you rebuild we love isaiah 61 and how it talks about rebuilding the ancient ruins sometimes inside there are those ancient ruins that are just insecure and need rebuilding
0: it'd be very easy to fall into a pattern of simply condemning ourselves as a people pleaser wouldn't it or indeed condemning others as a people pleaser. The reality, of course, is the reason why we might be constrained to try and please everybody around us or to not be ourselves in a given situation. Those realities are very complicated. They are complex. And sometimes it's hard to identify whether our motivation is fear or a desire for approval or a genuine desire to bless and to serve and to love. It's not an easy thing to do. The reality is, of course, that whatever it is, is driving us. If those behaviors are having a negative impact on how we live our lives, if they're having a negative impact on how we see ourselves in God, if they're having a negative impact and creating imbalance in the relationships we have with God and indeed those around us, his desire is to move us into a place to elevate us, if you like, into a place of freedom. Much as he elevated people that were downtrodden into a place of influence and an ability to speak truth for him when he walked the earth. Much as he lifted up and acknowledged the importance of children when he gathered them on his knee, when everybody else wanted to shoo them away. Much as he lifted up and acknowledged the importance of the women in his group and their ministry. And it's important for us to see that when God highlights in us things that are driving us to behave in ways that constrain and limit us, he highlights it so that we can grow out of it. Of course, it may not be sufficient for us simply to do it on our own, which is why organizations like LL are available ll.org is the website andy and kath taylor lead ll grange guys lovely to have you on the program today thank you for joining us Great thank to
1: be thank you ready. for having us
0: you've been listening to ucb life issues don't forget you can hear this as a podcast wherever you download yours i'm paul hammond why not join me next week for another one good night